ranked by U.S. News & World Report among the top 10 rehabilitation hospitals in the nation, Shepherd Center specializes in medical treatment, research, and rehabilitation for people with spinal cord injury and brain injury. As a service to our community, we present Shepherd Center Radio with host Melanie Cole. The Andrew C. Carlos MS Institute at Shepherd has extensive experience treating people with multiple sclerosis, suspected MS, or related disorders. The MS Institute at Shepherd has treated thousands of people with MS using a wide range of neurological and rehabilitative services. My guest today is Dr. Guy Buckle. He's the Director of Neuroimaging Research at Shepherd Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Buckle. What is MS? So MS has long been thought to be an autoimmune disease. There are many theories as to what causes it or what starts it, but the basic uh, process is inflammation in the central nervous system. So that is the brain, the spinal cord, and the optic nerves. And what we believe happens is that it's triggered by some sort of virus or something else that's in the environment, and the immune system recognizes some component of the central nervous system as being a foreign tissue or antigen, and uh, basically attacks it, tries to get rid of it. <clears throat> so there are other autoimmune diseases um, that you may be familiar with, such as lupus or rheumatoid arthritis and so forth. So it's a family of diseases uh, where the immune system has gone awry and uh, uh, causes inflammation, which is detrimental to whatever the tissue is, in this case, brain and spinal cord. What has typically been the treatment once someone is diagnosed with multiple sclerosis? Well, we didn't have any until if I, uh, I even remember when I was doing my residency, we didn't have any treatments for MS except for steroids. When people would have acute attacks of MS, we put them in the hospital and give them high doses of steroids. And that'll get rid of the inflammation acutely, uh, but it doesn't prevent it from coming back. And then the first treatments were introduced a little over 20 years ago. They were interferons, uh, and they were effective, but they caused a lot of side effects, and they had to be taken by injection, uh, typically at home, several times per week. So then we've come a long way. Now we have 15 uh, FDA-approved treatments for MS. Uh, we still use the injections sometimes, but we have three different pills for MS that work on the immune system, and we have a number of antibody therapies, monoclonal antibodies, which are given intravenously uh, everywhere, anywhere from once a month to once every six months. And uh, they're very effective uh, in reducing uh, relapses and inflammation in MS. Uh, the big unmet need in MS now is to uh, figure out something that will treat the progressive forms of the disease. So tell us about some advances in technology and neuroimaging research specifically that can aid in the treatment of MS. So the big advances have all been MRI. So again, we didn't used to have uh, adequate imaging for MS. Only you know 30 years ago, we had we didn't, the MRIs were just being used in clinical centers routinely. The CT scan, which we had before that, was useful for strokes and brain tumors and so forth, but did not show MS. Uh, to any reasonable degree. So the MRI was a tremendous advance when that came into uh, use for MS. It changed everything from the diagnosis to the, the treatment, following the treatments, and so forth. So MRI is still the mainstay of MS. Uh, we don't have blood tests that definitively diagnose MS. We can look at markers in the spinal fluid. 
that are very useful but not 100% specific. So the best single test for MS uh, is still the MRI scan, uh, you know, other than uh, how the patient uh, presents, you know, what their clinical symptoms and their examination show. The best single test is the MRI scan, and most of the MRI research has focused on the brain MRI. And really the reason is because it's very easy to see MS on the brain MRI. You can see it coming and going. If you do serial MRI scans over time, uh, you can see that the disease is very active, especially in people who are not treated, uh, even if they're not having significant symptoms. So some of the first MRI studies looked at that. We realized that these uh, so lesions, as we call them, uh, the, the, the areas of inflammation on the scan, or plaques uh, is another name, these were coming and going all the time in patients, whether they were having symptoms or not. <clears throat> and the second big advance was uh, the injection called, the contrast injection called gadolinium. And it was seen that when we give gadolinium, uh, some of the lesions are active and some are not. So that uh, can show us which ones are active, which uh, which ones are new, uh, and that was a big advance. That's also been a big advance for uh, any, site, any type of inflammation in the brain, such as uh, with a brain tumor or anything like that. So that was the next big advance, and most of the studies that have uh, gotten all these agents approved to treat MS, well, all of them have have focused on the brain MRI. So what we see later in the disease and what really actually causes most of the symptoms is uh, the spinal cord. And we don't have uh, as uh, imaging that's quite as good as the brain MRI for the spinal cord. We do MRIs of the spinal cord, uh, but a lot of the disability comes from the spinal cord and there's never been a clinical trial uh, le- uh, that looks specifically at the spinal cord, you know, in terms of uh, preventing progressive uh, disability. So that's one of the things we want to focus on here. You know, Emma, uh, Shepherd is a spinal center, and that's one of the things we focus on, and we're uh, very good at taking care of people with uh, devastating spinal cord problems. And in the progressive forms of MS, that's essentially what it is. It's not that they don't have inflammation in the brain, but most of the disability actually comes from the spinal cord. Do you see that these technologies will aid in the discovery and evaluation of new therapies, Dr. Buckle? Yes. So I think, as I say, the big unmet need is progressive MS, which is essentially a spinal cord disease. When you really get down to it, people don't have a lot of activity on the brain MRI. They're not having relapses. Uh, What they have is a progressive neurological deterioration, which is related to loss of of neurons, of uh, nerve cells, either in the brain or the spinal cord. And it's very hard to see that acutely in, uh, in, on the MRI scan. You can see it over time. The brain loses volume, the spinal cord loses volume, but it's very difficult to see uh, on any one given scan. So a lot of what we're interested in is improving our ability to see progressive MS in the spinal cord, in which case then we can, once we have a good marker for that, then we can start to evaluate more agents to uh, try to prevent it. Now, there's been a lot of trials uh, of the various agents in progressive MS. So far, uh, virtually all of them have not have not worked. Uh, and I think part of that is because we don't have an adequate marker. We don't have an adequate biomarker uh, to look for the changes. We're looking in the brain when, in fact, we should be looking in the spinal cord. It's so interesting. So wrap it up for us and tell us where you see this field of neuroimaging research going in the future and how it can help people 
that are suffering from multiple sclerosis. Well, so most of the, uh, the, the imaging research as far as therapeutics, drugs and things like that, uh, is going to be looking at uh, better markers for MS. Part of it is looking with stronger MRIs. So the MRI, as you probably know, there's no radiation or anything involved. It's a combination of magnetic fields and radio waves that generate the signal. And so the stronger your magnetic field is in general, the better a signal you get. You also get more artifacts, more noise and everything. So it always comes down to this sort of signal to noise, just like when you're tuning in your radio, uh, you know, it's no good just to get a strong signal if you've got too much noise and you can't hear because of the background. So it's the same thing with MRI. Uh, you can generate a very strong signal with a stronger magnet, but you, a lot of the advances have been in the computer programming and the pulse sequences and everything, the way we handle uh, the receiving end of it, how we get the signal back and process it by computer, so that we get a much clearer signal and we can we can get a much sharper image. Not only that, but we look at the tissues in a different way. So you look at various uh, sequences that give you different uh, properties of the, the water molecules. What you're looking at basically is water molecules, protons specifically. And the way you manipulate the magnet and the pulse sequences and the post-processing with the computer, you can see virtually uh, any property of the protons that you want. And so a lot of it is combining these techniques in stronger magnets uh, with faster computers to get uh, to get better imaging. And so we're working on all of those things at the same time. How fascinating. Thank you so much, Dr. Buckle, for being with us today. You're listening to Shepherd Center Radio. For more information, you can go to shepherd.org. That's shepherd.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.